Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the bread and butter of all things Commander. Today, we're going to be talking about my personal fetch uh, partner deck of Yannick, Scavenging Sentinel, and Nakara, Lair Scavenger. My name is Spencer Williams. I'm joined, as always, by my awesome two co-hosts, Tyler. Bark, bark. And Chandler. Woof. <laughs> little, uh, is that a little werewolf uh, yeah. <laughs> allude for the new Innistrad coming out? No, it's more of your hyena. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a fetch deck, so bark. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this one. So, Spence, what uh, what inspired you to build this deck other than kind of dismantling your obstacle thought deck? Yeah, this was uh, this was part of an obstacle. Uh, blinky life gain tribal kind of uh, deck. Um, it was mostly inspired by the partners. Um, I'd wanted, I'd, I'd already had that blink deck together, still wanted to keep a blinky reanimator theme and saw the two commanders. I was like, man, these are cool. Um, there's, there's not a lot of like, well, first of all, they came out in the um, what's the name of the set? Um, Isn't that Commander decks? It was the Commander decks, but it was part of the um, part of the set that was based around having uh, counters on your creatures and like the the weird um, mutate abilities and stuff. Icoria, Icoria. There you go. Yeah, they came out as part of the Icoria commanders and. While their abilities look kind of straightforward, there's some really cool things that you can do with them that I hope to uh, kind of show here. So that's kind of what inspired the deck is is these weird side windy mechanics that I like to mess with. It's pretty wild to play with. It's, it's hard to tell if it's going to combo off. And it, it's interesting because it kind of reminds me it's more of what I wanted for my rune deck, where it's not just like so straightforward. It's more of like a, I don't know, not having Simic in the deck kind of probably helps it feel a little more unique than just your basic <laughs> rune. Yeah. But. There's a lot of cool, uh, and I'll, we'll probably say this a lot, something that I just appreciate is that there's a lot of cool creatures that uh, you can bring in to this strategy that you wouldn't see normally that aren't just like straightforward value creatures that I really liked uh, building this deck. So hmm. I'm guessing having two commanders also helps broaden that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like partners a lot. I've noticed I'm tending to gravitate towards building a lot of partner decks. Me too. Because you can do cool stuff with hmm. their abilities combined. Yeah, because they're not so focused. It just kind of provides this ability to feel a little more free of building but moving on let's uh let's go into what the commanders actually do and i'll start with nakara lair scavenger she's two in a black she has a partner with yannick scavenging sentinel she has menace and then whenever another target creature you control leaves the battlefield if it had one or more counters on it you draw a card and lose one life cool you may go over yannick 
real quick. Yannick Scavenging Sentinel, partner with Nakira, Layer Scavenger, uh, his Vigilance, um, and then when Yannick enters the battlefield, exile another creature you control until Yannick leaves the battlefield. When you do, distribute X 1-1 counters among any number of target creatures, where X is the exiled creature's power. Yep. Interesting. I really like the partner with. I think it, I mean, I guess this was before all the new partners, but like Thrasios and mm. Timna were like your go-to. Like these are wild cards. But with partner with, similar to the battle bond, it just kind of provides this ability to like have two unique commanders because dual commanders provides this interesting strategy, but also you have that ability to have some sort of theme behind it that was designed in the cards. Yeah, I think partner with is kind of like they realized they needed to maybe clean it up a, a slight bit. And I think they just hit it right on with mm. the um, with most of the Akoria partners, for sure. Um, yeah, so very cool, for sure. And that added utility of partner with that you can go and tutor if these these two creatures are in your deck as part of the 99 is really cool because that's just great value tacked on. Mm. You draw one, you play one of them, and then you get to draw the other immediately. That's great. Yep. All righty, let's jump into the land base here. I will read off my 37 lands. We have <sighs> a command tower, eight forests, a great pelt refuge, a jungle hollow, murmuring bosk, 10 Plains, Reliquary Tower, Sandstep Citadel, Scoured Barrens, 8 Swamps, Attainted Field, Temple of Malady, Temple of Plenty, Temple of Silence. Um, the land base is entirely just for colors. Nothing special going on. Yep. Uh, I recently actually upgraded to the Shocks and Fetches. I was about to ask because I was like, I was like, I feel like this is more. This feels more like our old budget land base. Yeah, mm. these were all the cheap ones for sure. Yeah, I do like Murmuring Bosque though. That is a one of those cards that provides the triple colors at a cost, but just kind of this little spicy land that only Abzan can really see and appreciate. Yep. Alrighty, moving on. Yeah, I'll do the artifacts. Uh, there's eight artifacts in the deck. There's Cauldron of Souls, Conjurer's Closet, Genesis Chamber, Panharmonicon, Soul Ring, Talisman of Hierarchy, Talisman of Resilience, and Talisman of Unity. Nothing special except for Conjurer's Closet. Uh, and I guess Cauldron of Souls. Um Cultural Souls may be a card you don't see that often. I hadn't seen it before. Uh, yeah, it is five mana for an artifact. It has tap, choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until the end of turn. So in this deck, it is hmm. uh, kind of oming back to your Marchesa deck. It is kind of that insurance to keep your board around. Yeah. yeah. And the negative one counters can easily be um, replaced with Yannick uh, distributing plus one counters when he comes back in. So mm. 
It's a nice way to just have a tap. My board doesn't die kind of thing. For sure. I use this in my uh, tie-in deck. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's a great card. Such a it's such an underrated card, especially in a deck that doesn't have that many options to just keep your board around. And only three dollars is awesome for a really cool effect. Even if I would almost be as bold to say, like even if you're not dipping off of the like persist abuse and getting rid of the negative encounters, Cultural Souls is still just really good for a board insurance like yeah makes your board uh, sweeper proof mm. yep yep and conjures closet I haven't seen this deck yet but I assume we're gonna have some zaddy little combos with that <laughs> um, you know the conjures closet yeah well when uh, you're not playing in some colors flicker is a little harder so conjures closet provides you that ability mm-hmm. now it's deck out blue yeah yeah there's some spicy options in those colors to to get some flickers off. Yep. All right, let's go over the instants. We got eight of them. We got Cloud Shift, D Spark, Eerie Interlude, Ephemerate, Nature's Claim, Return to Nature, Semester's End, and Swords to Plowshares. Yep. Semester's End is such a good card. Yeah, that one is been recently putting in a lot of work. Um, it's from Strixhaven. It is three in white for an instant. Exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of the next end step, return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one counter on it. If it's a creature, an additional loyalty counter on it. If it's a planeswalker. Um, I love that kind of effect the original one being um ghost way that was printed way a long time ago many sets ago uh but ghost way has recently gone up to like almost twenty dollars yeah yeah and it's only three mana for a very similar effect but i love that exile effect until the end of turn um just a way to really get around any kind of removal. Similar similar to Cauldron of Souls, it's another answer, but also it can be played offensively or defensively mm-hmm. to where you just say, all right, I'm taking all these creatures and they're gonna they're about to come down and start raining on you. Yep. Or someone plays a board wipe, it's your answer to that. So I love it for the fact that Countering a board wipe is almost, in some cases, worse because you want somebody else's board gone, but you want to keep mm-hmm. your stuff around. Mm-hmm. And so having the ability to say, hey, my creatures are piecing out until the end step. Right. Your board wipe is already on the stack. You don't do this in response. It can possibly make somebody screw themselves a little bit. Yeah, you can, like, oh, man. you can turn the whole game around because yeah. people are like, oh, we're going to stop all these creatures he's got, you know, building up too much value. And then the control deck's like, all right, I'm going to Wrath of God. And then you play some Masters in, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh. Ooh, now we're in trouble. He might yep. crack back <laughs> at me with all his creatures. So. Well, not just that. It's also like, for the most part, usually when someone plays Board Wipe, unless they're just strictly non-creatures, they're playing it to, especially in this deck, you're going to have so many creatures out that they're probably just trying to answer you. 
And then the easiest way for them is be like, everyone else is screwed except me. Right. It's kind of like Teferi's protection, mm-hmm. where it's just like, this card doesn't help anyone except you. So it's it's like, instead of just countering a board wipe where it doesn't affect anyone else, you're just saying, it doesn't affect me. Good luck, everyone. I'll see you on next end step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you on the next end step. I like that. Peace out. But yeah. And then the fact that it does Planeswalkers too. Yeah. Uh, which... There's two planeswalkers in the deck. Uh Kaya, Ghost Assassin, and then Vivian, Champion of the Wilds, which I mean, it might not be a huge like it's probably not gonna happen that often where it's gonna affect your planeswalkers as much, but the fact that it has that option is just such a good versatile option for keeping those things safe as well. Yeah, for sure. I just love Protection cards, anything that can give your board resilience. Yeah, but Kaya, also just a good flicker effect. Uh, yeah, it just provides a lot of... I mean, the minus two is solid if you need an extra card draw, which I, I'm assuming not in this deck you don't really need it that much. You probably are just using it for the zero ability. Mm-hmm. And then Vivian, having creatures have flash is just such a... Such a nice effect for three mana. Yeah, I think Vivian is quickly become one of my favorite planeswalkers to play, especially in green. Just having having the ability to flash, and it's all creature spells you have. Having the ability to flash is so powerful. Green's already scary, but that makes that scariness just immediate. Like. Yep. That's crazy. And then in this deck, especially where you'll see in the creature package, turning that that interaction meter up even higher mm. of like, oh, when when do I need to try to stop what what I'm doing in this deck? Turning that up to like, oh, he can do it at instant speed now is like right. then people are on their toes, you know. So that lets you cast creatures on other people's turns. At any time, yep. So you can basically just like Pass your turn, wait till the end step of the person right before you. Yep. Play all your stuff, then go to your second turn. Yep. Silly. Power. Especially in this deck. Like most of the cards you're playing just provide so much interaction to everyone else. And just, man, it just mm. giving you the ability to do it at the very last second just makes this deck far scarier than. It should be. Yeah, Vivian mm-hmm. does a lot of work. She does a lot of lifting in this deck. Next, we got four enchantments. Angelic Chorus, Guardian Project, Teleportation Circle, and Together Forever. Man, I love Together Forever. Yeah. Like- that's a very interesting enchantment that I have not seen a lot of play outside of my decks. I had it. I had it in my Gave Gurus of Spores deck. Yeah, and that was the first time I was like, "This this card is actually pretty wild." Chandler, you want to read off Together Forever for us? Yeah, it says when Together Forever enters the battlefield, support two, which is put a one one counter on each of up to two target creatures, and you can pay one generic, uh, choose a target creature with a counter on it. When that creature dies this turn, return that card to its owner's hand. Yep. Nice. So just a quick pay, get that 
value back. More resilience. Mm-hmm. Especially in a deck like this where you're going to have a ton of counters. I mean, it's, it's just going to provide, especially in commanders, who are going to try to remove your commanders very often. Yeah. That just causes a lot of problems. I know it happened a lot in my Gabe deck where he comes in with counters. So it was just it was super easy. Just pay one mana, make sure if he dies, returns. Even if it's an exile, hopefully I have a sack outlet. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where when people see you can stop their plans on your board, like just if you just have mana open and you have this enchantment and you can stop their plans, more often than not, they'll just point that somewhere else because mm-hmm. they're like, I'm not going to waste my spell just to make him spend a mana to get his creature back. So Together Forever, to me, is kind of like almost this this force field of like, I got extra mana to spend, go ahead and remove my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to pull it back in my hand. Yep. Um, so it, it's almost like you're just countering removal, just having it out mm. and mana open sometimes. Yeah. And I love that. For sure. And so, I like the angelic chorus. I just like life gain stuff. And yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing that I wouldn't have thought about putting in here, I guess. But mm-hmm. it makes sense with all the inner battlefield effects that we got going on. Yep. That I'm assuming be. this is a card that transferred over from Obzadot. Yep. Um, it's also part of a couple of necessary combos. So mm. not only is it just getting huge value from creatures coming back, it's mm-hmm. also part of a couple part of combos. Of combos. It's Sweet. necessary. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll so moving on. Uh, yeah. Before we move on, teleportation circle, just another fl- flicker effect. Yep. It's really solid. Mm-hmm. Newly printed uh, conjurer's closet. Basically, for yeah. one less mana. <laughs> yeah, it's super nice. Uh, and then uh, Guardian Project, when you're flickering creatures and you're getting card draw from it. Such a bread card. Sounds mm-hmm. like sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely in my rune deck. So. <laughs> and yeah. of course it's green. Yep. Right, we, got sorcery. we got three sorceries. We got Cultivate, Eerie Ultimatum, and Gadama's Reach. So two of those are just getting some land stuff. Yeah. Figured out. I'm all about cultivating Kodama's reach from playing mm-hmm. green. Those are pretty standard bread yeah, for me. Just providing some bread cards. Four four mana or two mana per card. Yeah, basically. It's just getting getting ahead one and then guaranteeing another land drop is just so solid. It feels good every time, man. Yep. And then uh I mean Aerial Tomatum. I mean yeah. that card, if you're not playing that card and you're playing abs in <laughs> You're you're not playing yeah. Abzan because <laughs> that card. I mean, that card was just Ikoria. All the ultimatums. This one's by far the best one for sure. It's not mm-hmm. even close. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't even try to debate. <laughs> it's not. There's nothing. I was like, when I read it, I was just like, are they dumb? Because this is. It's just. It's literally. You're playing Commander. You're playing Abzan. All right, let's. You got to run this. Because I mean, you're splashing bl- three black. <laughs> Two white and two green for something that says return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. Every freaking card, yeah. Unless you're playing persistent petitioners, which you're not in Abzan. <laughs> May I clarify again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean this this card is just too good. Too and, good. And the fact that it's three dollars is pretty wild. To me. Uh, yeah, for such a powerful effect, and at certain points in the game, 
this can just win. Yeah. If you're if my graveyard's loaded up. Yeah, it's a, it's easy win. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was just late game, kind of come back and get back in the game. Yeah, I've won the game with it for sure. Just yeah. it resolving several times. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you have 10, 15 creatures in the graveyard. I mean, that's that's wild. Yeah. Very powerful. And it's card. it's only you. It's not like it's a. I mean, I don't know if it's better than living death, but it, I mean, it's pretty close because <laughs> in some cases you can, you can easily help someone else on the other team. Yeah, if somebody else has team, other opponent. Yeah, if somebody, the other team, the blue team. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just such a good card. Yeah, if somebody else has grave graveyard shenanigans going on, being able to make sure it's just you. Mm-hmm. Is sometimes the difference, and I mean seven mana, and I mean it's really not that hard to hit if you're playing three color. Yeah, especially when green, it's seven mana might as well just be four. Like <laughs> with yeah. all the ramp you can do for sure. Yeah. I was say, I wonder if that's. Uh, I mean, seven is a high cost. Like, I wonder if that's why it's still a cheap, relatively cheap card. Are people not playing it because it's a high cost? That's I don't even get around it, but I wonder if that's has to do with why it's. Still kind of cheap. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it might also just be because it is three different colors. Mm. It requires you to have red. Uh, it's a little black, bit more niche. White and green. Yeah. So it might be a little more niche, but yeah. But if you're playing Abzan, most most Abzan strategies are based around permanence for yeah. sure. And I mean, literally the like again, two white, three black, two green. It doesn't really feel that hard to splash overall, mm-hmm. especially by the the time and the the point in the game where you're going to need it. Especially you're already going to have especially that. Especially if you're going for a strategy that is trying to return permanence from the graveyard, you're going to have black for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. White might be the hardest to hit, but if you don't have two white, might need to look at your land base. Cause, yeah. Okay. Well, in the green, you get your land searches, able to hit the pips you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty easy. So, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen this card more. Um, yeah, I mean, a new deck I'm brewing. I mean, as soon as I saw Abzan, this is the first card I added. Yeah, it absolutely. Was, I, it's the only card I've seen it played a couple times. I'm just like, why did they make that? Because all the other <laughs> ultimatums, I look at them, and I'm just like, that's not as good as Eerie at yeah. all, by far. Yeah. All right, let's get let's move on before I get too heated. Yeah. Okay, right all right. Creatures. Yep. The biggest category 36. here. 36. I'll start us off with Archangel of Thune, Callus Blood Mage, Carrion Feeder, Changeling Hero, Changeling Titan, Charming Prince, Corpse Knight, Corpse Jack Menace, Elvish Visionary, Essence Warden, Eternal Witness, Farhaven Elf, Feldar Guardian, Fertilid, Generous Patron, Glimmer Point Stag, Glorious Protector, Good Fortune Unicorn, Karmic Guide, Knight of Autumn, Lumbering Battlement, Massacre Worm, Phyrexian Delver, Ravenous Chupacabra, Reclamation Sage, Restoration Angel, Reviarch, Rishkar, Pima Renegade, Skullbriar the Walking Grave, Solemn Simulacrum, Soul Warden, Soul of the Harvest, Soul's Attendant, Sun Titan, Winding Constrictor and Yeheni Undying Partisan. Whew. Good job. It's a nice. good amount of them. Yep. So where do we start? There's a lot going on with the creatures. Yeah, I can start with what I'm disappointed in not seeing here. Okay. 
And that is salt skitter. Salt skitter. <laughs> Bro, I Man. literally, as soon as I, when I opened up this deck tag, I scrolled to the S's. That was the first, I'm not even kidding. As Dude. soon as we, as soon as I opened your tab out, I scrolled out. I little, oh, my man. heart hurt a little bit. I'm I sorry. Can, I understand why it's not in the deck because yeah. it's completely different from Ops of that. And I yeah. knew why it was in there. Yeah. Man, I love that card. Yeah, rest in peace, Salt Skitter. Um, had to retire him, unfortunately. Had a good run. Yeah. That's the new name of this deck. <laughs> R.I.P. Salt Skitter. Yeah, it yeah. was good. Tribal. It was good. It was good while it lasted. <sighs> yeah. Um, so I guess, man, there's a lot going on. Um, so d- let me ask you. So yeah. with uh, Angelic Chorus is one of the combo pieces, Archangel of Thune. Yep, Archangel of Thune uh, combos with Angelic Chorus, and also Angelic Chorus is there to negate mm. the loss of life from Phyrexian Delver. Right. Because Phyrexian Delver uh, is mm. a three and two black for a three two zombie. Mm-hmm. When it enters the battlefield, return to a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. You lose life equal to that card's converted mana cost. Yeah. So, what else do you loop with Archangel of Thune? Or is that just like, is, are you just talking about it has synergy with? Um, yeah, so with Archangel of Thune, yeah, you can, in the Angelic Chorus, you basically just get a Cathars Crusade, but in two cards instead of one. Um, mm. But with the Archangel of Thune, um, a lot, there we have the Soul Sisters in the deck, um, the three um, Souls Attendant, Soul, uh, Soul Warden, and uh, the last one is uh, Essence Warden that all gain you a life when a creature comes back. Mm-hmm. With Archangel of Thune getting uh, a creature loop with like an exile effect or a, a reanimation effect, uh. getting the gain life and putting the counter back on the creature is sometimes the most important thing. Mm. Gotcha. So it's not, it's not really like a infinite loop. It's just kind of like a rebuild the engine of getting counters on your creatures. Right. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, because with Nakara, she sees creatures with counters leave, you will lose a life. So, um, since there's a lot of just incidental life gain going on in the deck, Archangel Thune is kind of like, hey, you're not going to kill yourself anymore. Even though you're giving... And your- gives you the counters so you can still draw. Exactly. Mm. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. Um... I will say a large portion of the creatures in here are the interaction pieces of the deck. Um, Kalos Blood Mage just added that one in. Two and a black for uh, Vampire Warlock. He's a 2-1. When he enters the battlefield, choose one. Create a 1-1 black and green pest with when it dies, you gain a life. You may draw a card and lose one life or exile target player's graveyard. Um, There's several creatures in here like that that are just meant to interact with my opponents. Mm-hmm. Or have the modular benefit of like, oh, if I need to draw a card, I can do that. If I'm looping it, I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can create, create tokens. Really versatile, like situational. Bro- yeah, bro- good and broad situations. Yep. And <clears throat> it's interesting that like exile a target player's graveyard is in a black card. Yeah. To me, because usually that's not what you want to do with black, but it's good if you're playing against other people. Exactly. Black. Yeah. Kind of stunt their growth and. A reoccurring bajuka bug is not a fun <laughs> thing in my heart. But yeah, sometimes I mean, as as mean as mean as an effect like this is, like 
it can it can hose strategies for it's sure. Necessary. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh, necessary yeah. to have because yeah, you could be running Tormod script. Yeah, you could be running, um, you know, another Exile effect. I can't think of all the top of my head, but um, Heck, someone on. could be playing Eerie Interlude. There you go. Or ultimatum, not Eerie ultimatum. Yeah. yeah. But having it on a creature makes it a whole lot yeah, having, more synergistic with this deck. Exactly. Than just like a pop it once kind of thing. Having any effect on a creature in this deck is just sometimes like triple dips. Mm-hmm. You can get super value off of it. Um. So yeah, the main uh, purpose of the creatures is to create a game state where you can uh, get into exile loops. I call it cup tricks uh, with mm-hmm. Yannick since he enters and exiles a creature until he leaves. Uh, oftentimes what you can do, like for instance with Changeling Hero, which is four and a white for a 4-4 four, four shapeshifter Changeling, uh, he has champion a creature, which is when he comes into play, exile a creature under him until he leaves play. So what you can do is set up a case where Yannick will exile one creature and then that creature can, or you can play a new creature that can come in and exile the one that's exiling Yannick. And then Yannick will come back, exile, and it will be, be become like a three-part loop of a cup trick where they're constantly exiling each other. Hmm. You can gain infinite life. You can, uh, with hmm. a panharmonicon or something, you can double up on a trigger for another creature getting exiled. Okay. So Or Corpse Knight. Yep, or Corpse Knight. Uh, which is one of the primary win cons. Which he says, uh, he's a white and a black zombie knight. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. So it's just a way to So you create that loop with him, and then just ping everybody. Yeah, Yeah. the game's over. Yep. Um, And it's nice, even if you're not in a state where you can um, create that infinite combo, um, Having those like changelings or something to like tuck another creature is another form of that insurance of like, if you want to remove this or if you want to board wipe, I'm still going to have something left over. Right. Or, protection. or you can do something like exile your eternal witness, which is really great with Yannick because if they kill Yannick, I can just send him to the graveyard and then the eternal witness will come back. Come back. Once and gets- I can get Yannick back into my hand. Mm. It's that kind of, it's almost that kind of force field effect again. Yeah. Where it's like... Keeping that value out. You can waste it or mm-hmm. just let me do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there any other combos that you're looking for in the stack? Yeah, there's the uh, Reviarch and um, Karmic Guide combo. Where um, you can play Karmic Guide, reanimate, uh, which is when she enters, you can uh, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, so Karmic Guide can get Reviarch, and then with a sack outlet like Yeheni, um, mm-hmm. you can sack the Karmic Guide for free, and then sack the Reviarch, which will bring back the Karmic Guide um, and one other creature with Reviarch. And you can create a nice little infinite sack outlet. Um, that's a pretty popular combo. Um, so nothing too inspirational or compelling there. But um, just good to have in the deck as a 
fall back. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's more of the like you were talking about the bread versus like it's not not a whole lot of flavor, but it just kind of needs to be in there. Exactly. Yeah, it's another it's another piece to set up a a problem for my opponents. Mm-hmm. So for the the trio, it's usually a champion creature, Feldar guardian, or like a restoration battling, angel, or a battling lumber. Yeah, yeah, or lumbery battlement. Mm-hmm. And then that loops with the Yannick. Okay. Yep. And then with something like uh, if Panharmonicon happens to stay around, it usually <laughs> gets removed yeah. as soon as it's played. Um, with Panharmonicon, you can really do some terrible abuses that people can almost not deal with. Yeah. Um, because you can, with the Felidar Guardian, get a double exile trigger so you can have it blink Yannick and then. Yannick can come back into play, get championed, and then you can start that process all over again, but add something else in with the Felidar Guardian. So So you're doing the cup trick plus. Cup trick plus, exactly. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so like with Ravenous Chupacabra, destroy all my opponent's creatures, or with um, the Knight of Autumn, destroy all my opponent's artifacts and enchantments, or gain infinite life. So it's kind <laughs> of like your, your quadruple dip if you're not in the win already, mm. you can set it up to where you almost can't lose. Sweet. Yep. It's a really cool deck. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a fun one. It's, it's, uh, people usually don't expect it, which is cool. I always like that. That always gets me going a little bit when people are surprised to see what you're playing. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. Uh, I like it. Um, Plus one counters is a theme I never really touched on before in Commander. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried it with the Traxa, but yeah, Traxa. The Traxa budget is a little, <laughs> a little challenging. Yeah, it was also just like getting all of the keywords, not necessarily. Yeah, Traxa counters right. A Traxa. Well, it was. It, I didn't have much of a direction because the Traxa is a little too general. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a theme I wanted to kind of push. But then I also wanted to mix in my own butter here with the mm-hmm. flicker and the cup trick kind of stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's a little more my style of uh, interesting combos and toolbox. Yep. Value. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a really cool, unique pair. It's definitely a deck that I I look at and be like, man, that is a that is a deck that I could see myself playing and enjoying if I had just picked up Spencer's deck. Thanks. Yeah, and it's really um, it's a cheap deck. There's a lot of cards in here that are just a couple bucks mm-hmm. that give you cool effects that, like I said, in any other deck are just kind of like a, a single dip. But in this deck, you can double up, triple up, or just create this game-winning state with them. So, mm-hmm. love that. Alrighty, gentlemen. Any last-second thoughts or questions? think that's it. I think yeah, that I'm just good. about wraps this episode up. So if you'd like to get in touch with us, the best way to do so is email us at bnbpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>